Steve! What up, boys? Hi. What's good, brother? Episode 1... Oh, is it one one thirty six? Oh, you just call him Steam. I'm like, his name's not Steve. No, the Steamroller. <laughs> oh, I was like, big his body. Name's Matt. His name's Matt. Idiot. First name Steam, last name Roller. Wow. <laughs> Where did the big body Steam come from? I hear that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's just uh, me coming into the octagon, 180 pounds, <laughs> body. So big body Steam is the guy who steps in the octagon. Yeah, yeah, but for for the longest time, I was like walking into the octagon 173, like I was always weighing 156, and then I would step into the octagon and then 173, like my whole career, and then like my last my last like three fights, I walked in at like 180, so that and I got these first round knockouts, so that's big body steam. Would you change in your rehide? Dude, nothing. I think I'm just, I'm 33 years old now. I Your think I just want some more. Yeah, I think I've just got my man strength. My bones are getting denser. The beard. Yeah. That's a good beard. Yeah, the beard. I've been trying to work on, I want to get mine to do that. that Dude, keep, time, keep right? working. Get there. Thanks. Do you groom that yourself or do you have a professional? Uh, Whenever I go. Go to the barber. I just have the barber uh, like trim it up nice. I, I never groom it. Oh yeah, your your internet's a little laggy right now. What are you on the uh out on the water in Huntington? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the balcony. Let me uh try to get somewhere where. Oh, we haven't Sick. seen you since the last Fred Fest. Oh no, we actually I saw know. you at Sarah's. Never mind. Well, just Stan, you you uh you stayed all night, bro. We were watching the fireworks. I was I was impressed. Oh, Fred Fest. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, you kept saying he's one of us. He's one of oh, us. Yeah, we had a good time. I was pumped that you you were able to make it out. Oh, we're pumped. We made it. And then even to just see, we saw Team Steam, if you will, in action. You, your brother, Big Sal, everybody partying. Oh, Big Sal, what a trucker. Either I got I got you guys. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were good the whole time. We appreciate you putting in that effort, getting us better internet. There we go. All right, I think we're good to go. Team player. He gets it. He's a fellow uh, broadcaster. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm one of you guys now just for podcasters. How is the two to tango going? Uh, it's going good, man. I'm starting to, uh, like, find find my rhythm, you know. And uh, me and me and Scoob are, are starting to get good dynamic, you know, not not as good as you guys. Oh, but uh, stop. Stop. But we're... we're we're crushing it. <laughs> you see what I meant when I talked to you when it first was starting? It just takes time. It takes yeah, reps. Yeah, exactly. Same as getting good at jiu-jitsu or boxing. It just takes reps. Yeah, and that's it. I think we got the fourth episode tomorrow. So two to tango. Catch us tomorrow. Have you started with the and... guests yet? Yeah. Uh, last week we had uh, Billy Q on, on and uh, got to talk to him after his big win. So that was fun. And uh, we got no nobody for tomorrow, so... I, mean, I watched the Billy Q. I actually didn't even include Billy Q as a guest because I feel like he's almost like the brother that just is there, you know? I know, I know, but uh, I, had to, 
I had to pull some teeth to get him on. He was like messing with me. I'm like, come on, bro. You got to come on my podcast. We're hopefully, I've been playing phone tag with Billy Q for months at this point now. We're hopefully going to lock him down Monday. Monday, we're going to finally get Billy Q to come on Medicine the Man. So, Yeah, I'll tell him to get on because he's, uh, he, likes to, he likes to pretend like he's a big shot. So one thing I remember my manager telling me, um, and I was just like, ah, well, it's funny. I was like, I don't want to do every interview and every thing possible. He's like, it's free. Um, marketing. Marketing, you know. Do anyone you can that you can mentally handle, right? Because some days you're just smoked from training. You're like, dude, I don't even want to, like, talk to my wife. Like, you know, if the dog looks at me the wrong way, I'm going to lose my shit. Where you don't want to talk to a complete stranger, you know, and they're going to try and get the, the, the tough questions. Like, dude, blame me. All right. Yes, I'm going to try and knock him out. Next. Yeah, that's how, kind of how I am. I, I try to do, like, all the ones I can. But, like, there were there were some times where I would do a podcast and the guy would be like, oh, man, I, I, was, I, forgot, I forgot to record. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? So now I kind of I kind of try to just do uh, do do the do the guys I like like you guys and the ones that you know are gonna happen like not be fucked up. We used to fuck up like that. We actually have our lost episode is you know Austin Van Austin Vanderford. Yeah, that's like Paige Van Zant's guy, right? We had Austin Vanderford, and we're like, is Paige there? Yeah, bring her on. We had Paige on. We had the greatest episode. We brought out with them. 49 minutes into the interview, I was like, wait a minute. I don't think it recorded any of that. And then we got like fucking two minutes of it. Him and Dennis were playing oh, yeah. like sleepovers yeah, and it shit. Was, it was good. Oh, that's the worst, yeah, man. Stan you probably. Like suicide watch that week. Yeah. I was just like, dude, that was gold. One of the greatest interviews we ever had. And yeah, we lost it. So it happens. We'll but... have to circle back with him. Eh, one day. But even one <laughs> yeah. of the things, I had like a list from last time when we were talking and we're trying to get Provola back on. One of the greatest things I saw was the Drew Dober thing with uh, you and his seats getting mixed up. Were you stealing Drew Dober's seats actually at the last UFC or two UFCs ago? Yeah, yeah, that that was insane. like out of the entire arena. Like I sit in these empty seats, like these awesome seats, empty seats, and then they just happen to be Drew Dober's seats. It was uh, it was funny, man, and he was like the nicest guy about it too. Uh, we're just joking around because. You know, I, I just beat him up in a fight. I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm sitting in your seats, but what are you gonna do about it? You know? <laughs> but he's too nice, man. I had to I had to get up and give him the seats back. Oh, I saw one of the funniest things I think I said to Dennis. It's like Drew Dover fighting white people and he gets fucked up. And then it's like Drew Dover fighting any other race and he's like the greatest fighter in the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like the only it was the thing I saw, and then I looked it up. It was like, Yeah, he only loses to white people. Yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, on the build-up. People were sending me all that stuff and saying that I was going to win because I was white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MMA internet is undefeated. You know Oh, my gosh. So yeah, even, don't... Right before we got you on, I said to Menace, and I actually made a good pun. I was like, what's going on with the Patty fight? It looks like it's picking up some steam. Pun intended. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we got to get this uh, signed signed soon they're starting to book these fights for msg um so i mean me and patty should be could be a co-main event could be main card on that um and that's i'm just i'm preparing for msg um i'm hoping that patty will sign the contract but if he if he doesn't and they offer somebody else you know i'll, I'll fight anybody at msg i just want a big fight on the main card 
I got I want the Timmy Trumpets live walkout. I want to uh, put on for the New York people, man. I'm I love fighting at MSG. This will be the third time, so we'll see. So top three, Patty being number one opponent. Do you have a two and a three? Dude, I mean, if if I guess it looks like Chandler is going to get this McGregor fight okay. for a while. Like Chandler wasn't going to get that McGregor fight, and I was like, let's go, Chandler, me and you. Um, but you know, he's we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I'd love to fight Dan Hooker. I think that would be a good one, but I don't know if he'll be healthy. Um, but really, any anybody uh, in front of me, I'm I'm trying to make my title run right now, so I got to start, you know, working up the rankings. And uh, and taking you know the right fights that'll that'll get me you know to the title hopefully in like you know three fights. Stan, you're an educated MMA fan. Who do you think would be a good? You you want to get there in two fights? You have that Armin Sarukian rematch, five round main event. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one I would love. Uh, that he's he's the only guy that I see that like really beat me. Like my, my other two losses, I got, I got caught in the first round and got, you know, finished, but I feel like I, I still could have beat those guys. Uh, but Armin, Armin beat me for three rounds. So that's one I definitely want back. I'll grapple you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. He took me down and he controlled me. I've never been controlled like that on the ground. I couldn't get that motherfucker off me. That was also a younger steamroller. Like after that fight, did that change up your training? Like did you start? working on get-ups and more grappling heavy? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm always working on grappling. I'm o I love jujitsu, um, and I'm always wrestling. Um, but you know, that, that fight I was, I did a whole fight camp training for Oppmann, who's a boxer. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really, uh, think that, that he was going to, I was going to wrestle much in the fight, but, um, and then I fought, uh, and then the opponent got changed to Armin. And for some reason, I thought Armin was going to uh, stand with me because I actually I did a I sparred with him in in Thailand at Tiger Muay Thai uh, before Armin was even even in the UFC, and that that round of sparring like he hit me with a spinning back kick to my body and it fucking knocked the wind out of me. I didn't go down or anything, but he fucking hit me good, and uh, I mean it was it, it was a good stand up round. So for some reason, I thought that he would remember that and try to come out there and like and stand with me um but he you know I, it and he was like i'm taking this fucking guy down yeah maybe i mean i don't remember landing too many shots in that sparring round i was kind of the cream roller then oh, uh okay. but it maybe watch the fights and saw the dangers you know well yeah he's got heavy hands uh, if i'm scouting the fight for bola i'm thinking make it look like i'm gonna stand up and <laughs> underneath that famous, yeah, I know. It's, it's safer. Funny. That famous Dean Thomas. Meet right in the middle. Oh, yeah, meet yeah, right yeah. In the middle. yeah. But yeah, Dean Thomas yeah. has a story with, I believe, who was it? Dustin, Dustin Pig, Pig. Where Dean Thomas and Dustin Pig like, talk shit to each other. And Dustin Pig was like, fight right in the middle. Dean Thomas was like, right in the middle. Second the bell rang, he did like a fake glove touch into a double leg. And fucking <laughs> down. Hey, you gotta love it. That's like the, the mental warfare, you know? Oh, for sure. But even, I feel like you know, nobody, people been turning you down, right? And I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't gotten really any offers yet. Um, besides, uh, Sean Shelby said that they, they're going to, they want to get me on MSG. They said that they got me penciled in for MSG. Uh, so I'm just kind of prepping for that date. And, uh, I'm hoping that we get a, a, a dance partner soon. 
And they're 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 a man of their word, I think. Yeah. If they told you that, then you're they'll get you somebody. They'll figure it out. And even I've been to I think two of your fights at the UFC. I think I was at the Lando fight, and then what was the other one at MSG? Uh, Ottman. Ottman. Yes, both of them were amazing. Like stole the crowd. Stole the moment, like the moment of the night was obviously the main event and the names, but for New York, it was for Bola's knockout. Because I know, I know, wherever the UFC has an event, let's definitely get some guys that live around here. Because yeah. then we'll get asked even seats. You and you and Lando was a draw, right? Yeah, that was a draw. But I remember that fight being fucking crazy. You got fight of the he, night. He's constantly putting up highlights of that. Did you get fight of the night one. that night? No, no. Uh, Weidman and Jacare got fight of the night that night. Oh. I, I always toss Weidman's balls about that, but uh, but at least at least he got it, you know. At least one it. of us. He got it because yeah, but he's got he's had the money. You don't you know what I mean? These young guys, the lower that, guys, need the the fifty thou. I mean, it would have been nice, but you know, he's got kids and a family and stuff. Yeah, you but know, he will one day. I know, I know. We're 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 gonna be getting our bonuses now. I'm start hoping to be uh you know getting on the main cards now and. And get and getting those bonuses that I deserved. You, you know? know, it's tough though when I look at it. It's like you obviously want Hooker or Patty or Armin. I feel like they're gonna go Grant Dawson. Just like I, I that's why I was asking. You're not getting any offers, or people are dodging you, or you're not a fight people are jumping at. I think he's that guy too. So they're gonna kind of, and it's not like he's a world beater. He's just fucking. He's tough. A smother grappler type. Yeah, yeah he's boring, man. Uh, he's a, he's. Boring. Good dude, and he's a really good fighter. But I mean, like, I want a fight that excites me. I want a fight that excites the. Um. So hopefully, Tony Ferguson. You know, that would that would be awesome. Is he in the UFC <laughs> still? Honestly, I might. I I would like feel bad now to fight him. He's like, is he's only lost his last six fights now? Yeah. It's like. Oh, what about Clay? And then the thing with Tony... Clay's like, back at 155, right? Tony's making it like where we're all gonna feel bad for him because it's like, you good, Tony? No, no, no. I'm gonna win again. I'm, I'm, I'm three fights away from the title and it's like, ooh. I'm in my prime. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, any day now, the walls are gonna start talking to him again. <laughs> but so you said oh, man. Connor and Chandler. What would you rather see? Connor versus Chandler or Connor fight for the BMF belt? Dude, I would. I mean, I think I, I would rather see Connor and Justin Gagey just because I, I I love Justin Gagey fights. Like he's he's one of my favorite fighters to watch. Uh, I had my pro debut on the on the same card as him for World Series of Fighting, and I remember seeing him. He was fighting Melvin Gulliard, and uh, and I was like, Yo, Melvin's gonna kill this guy. Who who is this guy? Who's this nerd with his glasses? The World Series of Fighting champ, looking at him like just thinking Melvin was gonna kill him. And then Gagey came out and just fucked him up. And uh, ever since then, I was I was a huge Justin Gagey fan. Yeah, he's got to be the most like arguably the most exciting fighter to watch. He gets a bonus every fight, fight of the night or a performance bonus in some way. But yeah, that's what I always tell Menace. That's the fight to make. I feel like they bring the BMF belt out to lure to dangle in front of Connor's face. I feel like they did it last time, and I feel like they're doing it again. Yeah, I mean, I think they just they just want to get McGregor back in there, you know. Um, but I, he's got to get tested. Like you, he's just got to get in the testing pool already. Like I don't understand how why he hasn't done that. Like he, I guess he's still he's still pissing hot or he's still juicing or something. But come on, dude! Like 
get off the juicing and let's see you back in the octagon. Well, remember when they brought in uh, Brock Lesnar like last minute? Yeah. To fight Mark Hunt? Brock got the exemption that they no longer allow. Right. Well, because... It, they, it's the Brock Lesnar rule. one-time thing, right? No, Brock supposedly had to turn in, I think, three clean tests. And he turned in no clean tests. But how they got around it was they like delayed the results till after the fight. Right. And USADA gave him an exemption, and then all the samples came back dirty. So they were like, what the fuck is this? So USADA then went, we kind of can't do this again. Right. Yeah, and Mark Hunt is like still in court with them or something. They, I know Mark Hunt like sued the shit out of them. And he he got, had, he did he had, get knocked out that fight? Mark no, Hunt? he's got ground and pounded for three rounds, but he has a legal ground to stand on. He was presented a contract that said it would be a fair playing field and that they would be properly drug tested. Like that's his yeah, that's his court stance, you know. But yeah, they they they're dragging him through the mud from what I've seen, Mark Hunt. But they're gonna they have enough money to do so. But even the Mark Hunt part of it is probably why they're not going to give Connor that exemption. Right. Because then Chandler can go, guys, let me fight this guy on juice. My brain. Something, you know, something. Oh, is that the reason? Not because you got you let people punch you in the face thousands of times? No, you know what I mean? No, I, know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love that he does that. Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, fucking. I love watching that. But, and t- like, dude, you have kids. You have, like, your, like, your 70s coming up one day. Like, you're not going to make it, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, but he's an exciting... Love to watch it. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. All-American class Division I wrestler. Have you ever seen him shoot a takedown? Rarely. He took down Gaethje that one time, and he, like, didn't secure. Like, he made sure that he got a big slam so that way they bounce off the canvas. No, Gaethje's an, Gaethje is also another Division One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gaethje rolled with it, but I've seen Chandler do that a few times. Well, He doesn't I've, control when he takes people down. Chandler, I think, took some shots on Eddie Alvarez back in the day. Yeah. No, he took Alvarez down. Back. Yeah. But then he rocked Alvarez on the feet, and that was probably his moment where he was like, no. This is how I fight. Right. I'm a striker. Now. Yeah. I've seen that with a lot of guys. Josh checked. He's a, a high-end performance car, if you will. He's got a lot of horsepower. So, right. like, if he fucking connects when he's doing that, hands down shit. But, yeah, I would love to see. I think Chandler versus Frivola is. Oh, I love that. That's a fight. Sure. Oh, yeah, man. And it's, it's crazy now. When I look at, like, the top 15 now, just all those names – you know, and I think about me fighting all those guys. Just it, it gets me excited. You know, I'm I'm pumped to be where I'm at now, and and I'm hope. You know, I, I know I'm gonna get a big fight. Uh, you know, before the end of the year, and uh, you know, the times now. I'm I'm 33 years old. I got the momentum. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to go on my my title run right now. Oh, for sure. And then I I hope I see with you and Nas the same thing we've seen with Aljo and Marab. I would love to see you guys just rise to the top of the division and get title shots and, you know, take that shit over. Yeah. What was it like for you losing to McKinney and then cornering Nas and watching that fight? You know, like for you, was it extra, like, you know, a little bit extra, I don't know what the yeah. word would be. Excitement. Yeah. Appreciation yeah, that- or like enjoyment. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, you know, as soon as Nas got that fight booked, I was like, all right, let's go. We're getting that one back, baby. 
you know, uh, I know it's, it's just, you know, two guys in the, in the cage fighting, but especially with our team, with Sarah Longo team, like, you know, when one of us is goes to war, we all go to war, you know, we all ride for each other. And, uh, and yeah, you know, I knew that Nas would get that one back. Um, but you know, in the back of my mind, if, uh, the slim chance that, you know, lightning struck twice in the, in the same place and, and Terrence got that win, you know, I knew that I was, I was going to, I was, I was like, all right, then I would have to fight Terrence. I would, I would get that one back, but, uh, Nas closed the, closed the door on that chapter. And, uh, and now, uh, now we're on to bigger and better things. Oh, and I was telling Menace, and when we saw Nas Jim, what a fucking win. Like, the way he beat Terrence McKinney, too. Yeah, that's like, oh, him. so this guy's a guy. This Nas, Nas put himself on the map, if you will, the way he beat Terrence McKinney. He's been a guy for a while. Because I, I thought when I was talking to Nas, I remember sparring him when he first started coming around. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is not fun to spar at all. Like, like... Everything yeah. has bad intention. It's like heavy kicks. He's lefty, correct? Uh, yeah. He just he's just there and just outside of range. You're like, bro, stop. Get tired at least. <laughs> yeah, he's a very, very good striker and and he's also got very good grappling as well, which is what you know we were trying to keep a secret for a while. But I think now after that Terrence fight, the way that he trapped Terrence's arm behind his back like that, got the choke. I think, uh, you know, the people are going to know that he's got grappling as well. Oh, McKinney's no scrub on the ground. That's McKinney's thing. You know, like, I think he got lucky against you, obviously. You know, that's like a freak uh, knockout, the one he got against you. But then he was out grappling or smothering Nas in the first round, and you saw Nas dealing with it, and you're like, oh, shit. He's so big for the weight class, McKinney, that maybe he could 30, 27 guys. With right, how tall is he? I don't know how tall he is. Six two. He just looks big. Like he looks thick. He's big. Six one. He, I think he's like like six foot, maybe not that tall. But he's, but he's got he's got long like long arms. Like he's got a, a like a weird like uh, the uh, like uh, reach, good reach. Like John Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he also came back and got a got a win, which is you know good to see. Oh, right back. Yeah, he fought just uh, this past weekend. But uh, it was good to see Nas get that one back. And then what we were talking about before, we're like, we've been jealous of it for years, the Serralongo family, and like the way you guys all are. Like the way that, I forget who it was, who fought Tuesday night. And they I saw Zuka is who had the video up. You guys were all at the gym watching and like going nuts. I know, I know. Uh, Pompos, Pompos got a got a big win on Contender Series. Now we got another UFC fighter, man. It's crazy. And then we got another guy coming up on the uh, Contender Series, uh, Dylan Montello, the Quiet Man. So he's another 155er. Um, so hopefully, you know, he'll get it done and get a contract. And uh, you know, we got so many good uh, young guys coming, and uh, all, all these guys are, are UFC ready. Um, it's just. They just need their need the opportunity and need to make the most of it. Where's the cannibal at now these days? Where's he fighting at? Uh, he just got a win on uh, CFFC, uh, maybe a couple months months back. But he's he's back to training. He's ready and and I think he's on the short list. You know, he I did, think he the did a contender series. He had a war on contender series, right? He had the guy hurt and the guy just like woke up out of the dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had that crazy fight with uh, Chris Duncan on the Contender Series where he, like, rocked him, almost finished him, and then the guy, yeah. like, threw a helmet, caught him. 
Um, but you know, Char- he bounced back from that, got a big win, CFFC. And I think it's only a matter of time before, before you see Charlie in the UFC as well. Oh yeah. We, Dylan is the one who fought in Eagle FC. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's good. That kid. Yes. But yeah, you guys got stuck. We were, and even at the last, when we came to Sarah's, we bumped into Fumi. Remember I asked you about Fumi at the UFC at MSG and he retired at that point, but now luckily back. Yeah, he's back. He was out in Nashville. He took a short notice uh, fight in Nashville, and uh, he went out there and like dominated the guy, and then well, got a, a third. Forty, right? Uh, he he took the short notice fight in Nashville at one thirty-five, okay. but he's a twenty-fiver against the guy um, who had like thirty fights. The guy, I think the guy was like twenty and ten. Yeah, he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy, uh, Pumi fought in Nashville was no slouch either. Uh, Cleveland, clean. Uh, who's like a, a Florida guy. I, he's fought everybody in Florida. He was uh, out of uh, Fusion XL with uh, Julian Williams in his corner. So, you know, Pumi, Pumi choked out uh, another real good guy on short notice. And uh, he's, he's you know, on the cusp as I well. They, he's the he's... top 10 guy in the UFC right now. Yeah. Yeah, Al- I agree. Aljamain said he thinks he's top 15 tomorrow, like today. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's only a matter of time before we see him uh, in the UFC as well. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I said to Aljo, I feel like Fumi was his secret weapon for a little bit. It's like nobody... Oh, yeah. Like even, Training tool. Yeah, like even we were talking about Demetrius Johnson possibly fighting Aljamain. He's seen that speed before. Maybe not that level because you know, Demetrius Johnson, the GOAT, whatever, but he's seen the speed. He's seen that style, like that quickness. Because that's what it is. Like, he talked about sparring John Dodson. I'm sure you've moved around with Pumi or Aljo or something. They seem so quick, right? Oh, yeah, Pumi, Pumi's the fastest guy I've ever I've ever seen, honestly. And then even uh, when Aljo was uh, in training camp for Henry, um, uh, Pumi was, you know, retired, doing his uh, WWE wrestling, not even, not even really training. Um, and then uh, Aljo gives him a call to come uh, to spar, and Pumi just drops everything, no, not even training, just comes to the gym and, and gives Aljo, like, a hard, like, three rounds of, yeah. of sparring. Like, dude, if you could go in there without training and give the champ, like, such good work like that, you know, you're, you're, you're a beast, bro. And I think that kind of fired him up to, uh, to make his comeback. Because I remember I came down and I was working with you and, and Aljo and Pumi was there. I thought Pumi was a 35-pounder. So we were commenting, we were commentating a fight, and he comes out one twenty five, and I was like, "Is that one? He's a one twenty five fighter." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "That kid gave me." He stopped multiple t- takedowns, and I yeah. like twenty pounds heavier than the guy. Yeah, man, he's he's like a, a little compact guy, strong, fast, well rounded, and and you know he he finished he finished his last fight, and that was a big thing for him, is you know going in there. and and getting those finishes uh, in that fight in Nashville, he dominated the first two rounds and then third round comes. And I'm like, come on, Pumi, like you could go out there and you could just dominate a third round again and, and win a decision. Or, you know, you could go out there and get the finish and show the UFC that, you know, you're here and you're ready for the UFC because they want finishes. So steamroller, you heading out to Boston? Yeah, man, I'm pumped. Uh, heading out Saturday morning. Oh, you're going out the day of. Okay, okay. So now yeah. we'll do a quick little I gotta... 
what fights, obviously, Weidman, O'Malley, uh, Sterling is the card, uh, fights on the card. Any other fights on the card you're looking forward to? Uh, dude, I, I honestly got to. I got to. Crushes, I think. Oh, yeah. I always like, I always like, uh, Zhang Wei Li. I, I always like watching her fight. She's a beast. I've met her a couple times. That fight's been so under the radar for this card. I just found, like, I just saw that that fight was on here the other day. Who, Whaley? Yeah, Lamos versus Whaley. I feel like they're not even, I feel like. I feel like that's going to be a very lopsided fight. Oh, for sure. I feel like, though, Sterling versus O'Malley is getting all the attention. Well, it's a big, uh, it's obviously a title fight. People, for some reason, are still subjective about Aljamain. And then also, people are very subjective, I am, about O'Malley. How good is he really? He, like, squeaked by really good guys. Or there are some fights where, like, okay, dude, you lost, but somehow he wins, and and I don't think he yeah, should that... be, personally, and I'm a little bit biased, I don't think he should be in the position he's in. It's his color hair, he smokes weed, it's the following. I, I get it, it's business, but I don't think he should be fighting for a title. I think there should have been some other guys. Like him and Marlon Vera should have been run back. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, but honestly, I'm glad that Aljo's getting this fight. Yeah. You know, it's a dude, that's a great payday for him. You know, he's the pay per view numbers should be great, and uh, you know, I, I, Aljo's gonna Aljo's gonna backpack him, man. I think it's a classic, you know, striker versus grappler fight, um, and I think I don't think O'Malley's gonna be able to stop uh, the Funk Master from taking him down and, and backpacking him. Yeah, I think Aljo's grappling is so. Under if anything's underappreciated or underrated, it's his grappling. I think once he gets a hold of you, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, I called. Dude. I called that that second Peter or uh, the um, Henry suit. I'm like, he will definitely take him down. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, that that was big even for Aljo. You know, Aljo going in there and beating Cejudo, an Olympic gold wrestler. Uh, that's just that's huge for for Aljo. Just his confidence and his in his wrestling game, you know, Cejudo might be a gold medalist wrestler in the Olympics, but in, in MMA and fighting, wrestling, you know, wrestling for fighting, sure. Aljamain's close. So let's run down, let's run through the list real quick. Well, so the thing with Aljamain got- too, Aljamain's uh, started wrestling too late, so he probably could have went D1. Like, if you look at his athletic ability, when did he start wrestling? What are you talking 10th grade. About? Oh, really? Yeah. And I he's a freak. Here, and he said he was terrible his first like two seasons. And yeah, then that's how it goes. And then, and then you go, okay, I'm gonna take this seriously. Yeah, so his wrestling's better than his credentials, and he's D three. But you know, like it, it takes a good wrestler to even get to any D, any yeah. any level of wrestling. Yeah. But you saw it the RBY fight, the Cejudo fight. His wrestling's better than his credentials. Let's see that Ian Gary. See if he's the real deal. You know, he's he's talking a big a big game always. You know, and uh, he's got that short note fight with uh, Neil Magny now. So you I mean, know the I, weirdest I, thing about that fight for me, what? his name is Ian Gary. He got married. Now oh. his name is Ian Machado Gary. What does it say? Does he it say took again? his wife's hyphen. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh. Different strokes for different folks, but that's just the first thing that I saw. And I'm like, what's the Machado? Is he Brazilian or something? No, he's a fucking white Irish dude. He married a Brazilian girl and hyphened his name. What's the thoughts? Uh, 
I mean, yeah, like you said, yeah, probably. (laughs) Each their own, but yeah, that was just the first thing that jumped out at me. But yeah, he's very highly hyped. I've seen him. I've met him when I was down in Florida, and this was before his couple of wins. I think he was like 1-0 or 2-0 in the UFC. They were very high on Gilbert. Was high on his grappling. I, I think they like, still are high on him, though. No, very high on yeah. him. I'm saying, like, back then, even Gilbert was high on his grappling. But yeah. I was like, really? His grappling's good? And they were like, yeah. I mean, grappling. I'm rooting for him because he, he rocks my dude, Henry Hooks. Yes. So. Yeah, I guess I'm rooting for him, too, because he's fun to watch, man. He's fun to watch. I like, he's talking a lot. He's, uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for the Ian, Ian Gary Machado show. <laughs> the next coming of Connor if you will, you know, to yeah. take over the Irish throne. And Connor's co-signed on him. Connor said, like, right. go follow this guy. But I think people went, and they didn't see Connor. He's different. So they were like, uh, I'm not jumping on this just yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was really excited to see him uh, fight uh, Hands of Steel Neil. Because I, I like that Hands of Steel Neil, I, like, the way he fights. And I thought, like, him and th- that striking like battle would have been awesome. But now you know he's got a different a different opponent with uh, Neil Magny. I think you know Neil Magny can can kind of just beat him up in the clinch, like Neil Magny, and I just make it a boring fight, just uh, and just beat him up against the cage in the clinch and maybe win. But we'll see. Neil's a vet, vet man. Did you see what happened though Wednesday at the media day, where Neil Magny was like very Ian Gary. He just does some shit that I'm like, oh, that's it's hard to like you when you do that. Ian Gary listened to Neil Magny do his media day. And he's like, you know, I'm a father now. So like a father, I'm used to giving whoopings. I whoop my son every now and then when he mis- misbehaves. And I'm going to whoop Ian Gary. Ian Gary then started making videos kind of saying Neil Magny like beats his children. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not cool. There's fight promotion, and then there's you're doing it a little wrong. Like, he's trying to get locked up for the fight? Yeah, like <laughs> trying to get CPS called on the fucking guy. He said candidly, like, I'm a dad now. I'll give my son a whoop, and I'm going to whoop this boy. And he and Gary made a video and was like, I will never beat my son. You know, I can't believe he beats his son. And I was like, whoa, that's like a little. Yeah, like, you can tell that. Lost in translation. He does. He does really kind of work the uh, the mental warfare, you know. Like he sent that pizza to to Daniel Rodriguez, yeah. And now he, he's doing that. Maybe he's trying to he's trying to get uh, Magny like pissed off to come out there and really trying to trade with him. And you saw so, the you know, Jeff Neal fight. He was wearing he got shirts made with Jeff Neal's mugshot. I yeah get, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I get the promotion, but I feel like the kids was overstepping it a little bit. Yeah, you got to keep the kids out of it. Yeah, yeah. Who's Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. What do you think of that one? The winner could potentially be fighting Marab, maybe for the one thirty-five pound belt. Yeah, that that's a good scrap. You know, uh, Cheeto Vera. He's. Uh, I feel like he he's his last couple of fights. Doesn't he kind of he kind of gets like like loses like the beginning of the fights and he, then he like, comes out it like. Out, though. Yeah, and then he just he comes out and like it's like a nasty knockout after getting beat up. How do you not love Cheeto though? Like when you watch his interviews, he seems like the nicest. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. I do the fight. He's like one of those guys. You know, I go to the fight. I'm going. I'm fighting in Boston this week. <laughs> Very friendly. Yeah, I like him. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna 
Pedro Munoz has been on the show, though, so we kind of have to pick him. That's usually how it, we go here. Cheeto's never... We, I don't even think we've reached out to Cheeto yet. Dude, Pedro's tough to finish, yes. man, so... I feel like he could. I mean that that that's a that's a tough fight for uh, for Cheeto. And then the craziness. I feel like just off of the value of Chris Weidman's name, that should be the first fight on the pay per view. But they're giving him the main prelim fight, which is like a weird compliment, no? What the main prelim? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. As a fighter, put me on the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah got to put the all-american on the pay-per-view I don't, I don't understand that but well to get i think it's to get people to buy well these prelims are, are they on espn or are they on they might be on like ABC ESPN plus or, they might be on abc or something too maybe. okay which they want to get their because i'm seeing the undercard of this is actually going to be the ultimate fighter finale these fights are ultimate ultimate fighter finale oh uh, okay uh, did you watch this season of tough at all steam uh, I saw a couple episodes. Uh, I watched the first episode when uh, Roosevelt Roberts got that got that like quick knockout. That was pretty sweet. That Roosevelt Roberts in the UFC like called me out a bunch of times. So I'm, I'm always kind of got my eyes on him. Oh, yeah. Once they say your name, you're watching them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I wanted to. I was waiting for the coaches challenge, and then I heard the coaches challenge wasn't even that good. They sat in a cold plunge. Yeah, like come on. They sat and they in a did, cold they did. plunge and answered trivia questions, and they were like, "We're going to answer UFC questions." And Conor was like, "That's good for me because I am the UFC." You know, like <laughs> I got all the answers. Yeah, they they fumbled that one. Like with the coaches' challenge, or they should have done something. I mean, they something fumbled, at least. Other than bringing Conor in, they fumbled this whole season by making the teams so one sided, such mismatches every fight. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Uh, that, like, I, I was hoping that it was going to be a great season. I, I loved the Ultimate Fighter, like, back in the day. Um, but, I mean, what are they on, like, season, like, 30? 31, I think, or 30. But that was even a question I had for you. Did you ever try out for the Ultimate Fighter? No, I never did. Uh, I got I got Contender Series. I was on the first season of the Contender Series. And uh, and I got in like that. You know, I was 5-0 and and then got Contender Series. And then and won that, and I got to the UFC at six and zero. Oh. Quick. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of I was kind of learning on the job in the beginning. But that you know what it was too that team. Anyone who comes out of Saralongo, even with five fights, it's like yeah, he knows what he's doing probably. Yeah, you know I definitely got got beat up by I Quint. Which one? Pitcher Andre Petrovsky versus Gerald Mershard. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that that's a good scrap. Petrosky oh yeah, that is is talking the biggest game right now of anyone I've seen fight week, if you will, where he jumped out at me. Where it's like, oh, he's come, kind of looking past Mershart, and he's just obsessed with Bo Nickel. He's talking about how oh, he's better grappler than Bo Nickel. He'll beat Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel's ducking him. He said Bo Nickel ducked him in numerous grappling matches. Bo Nickel ducks him in MMA. I don't know, you know what's wild? Awesome. If you put the two of them together, Petrosky looks like such a bigger. Like, you know, he's got the big bul- bul- bulging muscles. Oh, no. Petrosky's good, and he comes from, um, yeah. I believe... Yeah, division One wrestling. Henzo Gracie Philly is where he's from. He was a Division yeah, I think he's a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a Philly guy. guy. Yeah. That gym yeah. right now is one of those groups of guys. Joe Pfeiffer, Sean Brady, 
him. They got a good little room. Yeah, but Bo Nichols is different. Of course. Oh, of course. But I'm just saying. I got a great call out. I love it. But I got, he also has a tough hand in front of him. Mershaw, yeah. Yeah. I'd go yeah, with Trotsky in that one. But I also thought Mershaw was going to give uh, Cosma a little bit of a... Uh... No. There, there I thought was, he'd give him something. There was a crazy stat. I'm sure it's still really impressive, but I know Sean Brady lost, and I think maybe... But they were like fucking 15-0 and 0 or something in the UFC at one point. Hendo right. Gracie Philly. Or something like that. Someone out there has that stat. They have a very good win-loss record in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, they're tough, hey. They're Philly tough. So, ultimate fighter, Cody Gibson or Brad Katona. I guess I'm going to go Katona, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he won the ultimate fighter a while back. And he will be I, the I like... first two-time winner if he wins. <laughs> Jesus. Kurt Holobaugh versus yeah. Austin Hubbard. I'm going to go Kurt Holobaugh. For fun, I'll go Hubbard. Well, I got Kurt Holobaugh's yeah. number, so if he wins, I'll try to get him on the show next okay. week. Right, yeah, I'm thinking Hubbard will probably get that one done. And that big Brazilian, I think he's going to win too. Gregory Rodriguez yep. versus Dennis Tululin. Yeah, I'm going to go Rodriguez. And I think Tululin might be a late uh, replacement. Or no, he's just, this is a fight they've been trying to make for a minute. So. You guys. What'd you say? You guys going to Boston? I don't know if Menace is. I might go. I'm still got, up in the air. Got my little guys this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I do go, you know who I'm partying with, though, right? Yeah, we should partner with me. Yeah, with us, with trying us. to make it happen in Boston. It's actually so, your fault that is why Stan's not really going to Boston. Might not go to Boston. Oh, no. That? Yeah, why, well, we usually apply too late for press passes. But why we don't get press passes, if you will, is apparently for how I acted at the UFC at MSG. <laughs> like, Stan, well, they, get, were you drunk? He's like, no. Just, you know, Favol got the knockout. And anytime I saw a Favol guy, like, Beer? So I'm like, oh, so you were hammered. Like, no. I was celebrating with but the I also, team roller. I've also been with Stan. Like, Stan, you good? Yeah. I'm like, you're fucking hammered right now. All right, let's go. You know. Dude, so, they, they should get you press passes after that. Every event we should have press passes. Greatest journalist uh-huh. in combat sports right here. All I did was ask about Stipe, and I'm trying to make Stipe and John Jones, and now we have the fight. So Do I, I power slap you now for Dana or? Ah, eventually. <laughs> But so we'll go back to this car. But what do you think of Jones Stipe? It's going to be probably the main event of the card that night. Yeah, that that's a that's an amazing fight, man. Uh, I think I think Stipe will definitely give you know Jones a, a better fight than uh, than Gain did. You know that's oh, yeah. like I, I I was so interested about like the 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 John Jones experiment at heavyweight. You know how he was going to look with all that muscle and looking all big and stuff. And and you know he he handled the uh, gain really really easy you know with the with the wrestling got that choke quick but I think you know he's not going to be able to do that to Stipe and uh, I, I hear Stipe's like put on some muscle he's bigger now um, I love Stipe man I, I I hope that he goes out there and 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 humbles John Jones a little bit Ooh, I haven't heard many people picking Stipe yeah well Stipe comes and trains with those guys right he comes out Long Island and works out with you guys right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's buddies with like with Wideman and Wonder Boy. Uh, he's been to the gym a couple times. Volante. Uh, him and Volante were like best friends at one point, or very close. Yeah, Volante. Yep, yep. So, so we'll see, man. But he hasn't fought in a while too. 
Um, but you can't. I mean, Stipe, Stipe is the man. Real quick, side note. I don't know if he still is. Stipe is nasty at Call of Duty. Yeah. Like 33 <laughs> and like one. Like kill Death Geos. Like, bro, really? So I played with him and Volante one time. And, and the Call of Duty wasn't out like too, too long. And these guys like, meet me by the train and the bridge. I'm like, I don't know where that is yet. I'm on the match like this. These guys were calling out like plays. I'm like, you guys are losers. Bro, I heard Stipe's <laughs> really good. So Volante's not bad either. Ah, Randy Brown was saying Volante sucks. Okay. I remember that because I chopped up that clip. He was like, uh, he said Volante sucks, but Stipe is really good. He's a problem on Call of Duty. But that also might be, you know, just friendly New York trash talk. You know, Randy's from back yeah, there. But I, I could see that. Volante definitely sucks. Yeah, I can see him having some difficulty with the video games. The night I played with him, he was on. And that's also, Call of Duty's one of those games. One night, you could be an assassin. Yeah. And another night, you just can't fucking get into the groove. Or, mm-hmm. or what party you're in. Or, you know. A lot of different variables that could affect your play. Sometimes I'm like, man, so I, I need a, a couple more beers. A big one at UFC 292. We, we just referenced them. Chris Weidman is making his return versus Brad Tavares. How close are you with Chris? Do you talk to Chris leading up to the fight? When's the last time you've seen him? Uh, Chris, was, he was at the gym a couple weeks ago. He came down and he did like a, a week at the gym of training. And I, I got to like crush a workout with him. It was me. Weidman, Weidman's uh, buddy, Tom Lane, and then it was Kevin James. It was so cool, man. We were all, we just did a bunch of bag work, a bunch of conditioning, some drilling. And, yo, Kevin James is a beast, too, yo. Oh, I've heard about Kevin James. Yeah, he's a killer. Oh, yeah, man. He, uh, like, he, he's not in shape, but you could tell that he's just, he's the competitor. Like, he does everything. He gives it his all, and he, like, doesn't quit. And, like, he's definitely... He's got my respect for sure. And doesn't he do some work, or he has done some work with Ray in the past, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he trains like every once in a while, and and he's got like a wrestling background from back in the day. Um, you know, he did the the here comes the boom. He's he's into it. He he loves uh loves UFC and M. Oh yeah, I see. And Wyman, the big Sarah guy. And Weidman, Weidman looks like, like he he looks like he's in prime form. Uh, you know, he's throwing kicks 100%, like kicking the shit out of the bag and the pads. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be a thing of the past. And I, you're going to see, you know, a, a vintage Chris Weidman. I'm hoping that he goes in there and uses that wrestling, uses that jiu-jitsu, um, and, and gets, a, gets a nice finish. He said the first thing he's going to do is come out and throw a leg kick as hard as possible. I know, but I was like, no. that idea. Hopefully, he's just because. Hang on, because if I'm his opponent, I'm like, all right, he's gonna throw a leg kick right away. I'm gonna check it. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, hope he doesn't do that yes, either. I didn't set it up. Uh, as part of so, I obviously New Yorker friends with all you guys. I want to see Wyman win, but then I'm, I'm in the broken leg community. That's why I want to see uh, Wyman make this comeback. I've broken my leg. I've been told you're not gonna walk again, shit like that. So to see him come back is, you know, a win for people that have been told they're never coming back. They're never going to walk again. They're never going to do what they used to do. So like when he, when it first happened, like Anderson, Connor, all of them, I knew Weidman was, Weidman's was worse than theirs because of where his shit happened. He broke it. He had the worst leg break of all of them. Corey Hill, anybody, Weidman, because of where he broke it. 
he broke it like right at the point where it starts to get fat. Like yeah, that's tibia. so. Yeah, that shit's usually there's no like, coming. There's usually no coming back from it. Bracket bars is tough. Yeah. yeah, I love the matchmaking too. I think that's a that's a great fight. Two two veterans who've been around for a long time fought everyone. I was I was hoping that you know they weren't gonna try to you know uh, give some like up and comer to fight Wyman and have you know try to fit off his name. I love the matchmaking in that because I love Tavares too. He's a tough dude, Hawaiian guy. Um, I think it'll be a great fight. Yeah, Tavares is game. He's scrappy and he's always in. He's been in the mix at 185 his whole career, around the top 20, top 15. I see right now they got him ranked 21. So I personally would have hoped not Wyman picked, but the UFC gave him maybe a lighter opponent. But this is one of those ones if he wins oh, yeah, it. Have, Wyman's ranked 47. Yeah, right now. If Wyman wins this, though, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him at number 15 on Tuesday. Yeah, and the and the way that Wyman's talking, he he's still he still wants the belt. You know, I mean, the the way that he's been talking, that he's he wants this fight, and then he wants wants to start getting in the rankings and and get the belt back. Uh, he is but, an awful matchup for Izzy. Yeah, awful matchup. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while now. Yeah, if he can get that back, I'm I'm curious to see how he looks, because again. Anderson, Connor, all of them. I went deep dive into all of the leg breaks because I went through that shit. Wyvin had the worst leg break of all of them. He's the one who had complications and stuff, so that's what's taken him a little bit longer on the comeback trail. But really, really rooting for Wyvin in this one. For many reasons. But so, oh, yeah. Whaley Zhang, we talked about that one. You, you can't really pick against her, right? No matter who she's fighting. So Amanda Lamos, that's going to be a rough night for her. But main event... Aljamain versus Sean O'Malley. We know where you're going, but maybe you could talk to us about what you've seen in the two of them that you, you makes you confident Aljo's going to win. Um. Yeah. You know, O'Malley. O'Malley's a good, a great striker. You know, I, I love you know his unorthodox. His kind of like his his different things he does. He's a sniper. Um. But I mean, Aljamain. Aljamain's not easy to hit. You know, his movements different. He's funky on the feet. Even even his striking is is unorthodox, but he, he, he's effective on it. Um, and and then it, there's no there's no uh, secret of what he wants to do. Aljo's the best in the world at getting somebody down, getting their back, and just drowning them. Um, I think it's a it's a classic you know striker versus grappler fight. Um, you got to think the the longer the fight stays on the feet, you know it, it favors O'Malley. But um, I think that. Aljo is going to close that distance and and get the fight to where he wants to be, where he's the best in the world. And uh, I think once it gets there, that he's just going to just be be like drowning O'Malley. And and hopefully I, I see like a, a third or fourth round, you know, uh, submission. Well, as soon as Aljamain gets his first takedown, now he can play with those feints. And Sean O'Malley's not going to want to be taken down again well, because like, it took him forever to get out or, look, you know, yeah. he lost the round. So he'll be so biting at the bit to try to down block to not get taken down that that will open up Aljamain's strike. I think the way that they are, you know, we always use percentages, their biggest discrepancy is the ground. Like, Aljamain can strike. Aljamain's striking is underrated, if anything. Maybe 60-40 in favor of O'Malley. Okay. Grappling... 
I want to say 80-20. Yeah. I feel like Aljamain's going to ragdoll him, if not 90-10. Yeah. Like, it's going to be me personally, from what I've seen from both of them and what I know of Aljo, what I've heard you speak of Aljo, you speak of Aljo, it's going to be a, a mullet. If Aljo gets his hands on him, it's going to be like, oh, O'Malley can't really grapple? No, Aljo's that good. Aljo's yeah, that yeah. strong in these positions. Like, that's what I think. Like, Peter Jan can grapple, and we saw what Aljo made him look like. Oh, you're not that good of a grapple, Jan. No, he's a good fucking grapple. Yeah. Aljo's that good. I think I yeah, can I... say it. We're going to appreciate Aljo more once he's gone. Like, that's yeah. where Aljo will get his flowers or his, his love, if you will. Once he's done, and you'll be like, oh, wow, he was really that good. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to, I mean, I love what he's doing. Just, I mean, he, he gets this win, and he is undoubtedly the bantamweight goat. You know, the most defenses, beating everybody. Um, so, and then I love, you know, he's talking about going up to 145 after the fight and chasing greatness. You know, you can't hate somebody for chasing, you know, like him and Volk is, is a fight that I could, is so exciting. exciting. Like, yeah, yeah. When but Volk's I think out the division too. Aljamain is in there. I think him versus Aljamain is a very interesting fight. Yeah. Aljamain. Oh yeah. So do you see, um, Greg, Craig Jones broke down Islam and he was like, Islam's good at controlling people. He's not that good at submitting people. Like when I look at his submissions, he's got holes. I feel like that's the thing that's going on there too. Like just the grappling is just night and day. Yeah, man, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be a human backpack, human Jan sport, human anaconda. Aljo's got, Aljo's got like the strongest, like skinniest arms that just snake around your neck, and then, and then they just get so strong, and then you're just choking. It's, it's insane. Uh, his, his chokes and his jujitsu is next level. Well, that's my what I was saying there is, and I'm sure I'll get flamed for it. Islam is bigger different style sambo but if you're talking about jiu-jitsu and grappling aljamain's a better grappler so aljamain sure. versus is versus volkanovsky is a way different fight than aljamain i mean islam versus volkanovsky his vocabulary of different submissions that he knows and yeah we're products of it you're a product yeah. of it this henzo this jiu-jitsu that henzo gracie brought to the east coast there's different styles in it there's a style in it that Aljamain has that's like oh okay yeah he fucking smothers you like his grappling's good like I remember I was telling you that like Aljamain expanded he's been with all those Jason Rao and he does leg locks and he has a whole game of jiu-jitsu that we don't see yeah yeah and uh he's gonna he's gonna put it on O'Malley with for sure man yeah all right well we, I might wind up in Boston we'll see it's always great seeing you steamroller yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm glad time. I found jump on. Every time. Oh, every time. It's great seeing the steam roll. But if you ever need a guest for your show, Venice is always uh, available. Yeah, not always available. I'll come on your show and say words. Definitely. Yo, we got to get you guys on. But so, Patty Pimblet is next. What do you got to say to Patty before we let you go? Yeah, say something mean. Dude, I, I want him to sign the contract. I want him to prove all the, the doubters wrong. Everyone's just calling him a bitch. Like, I think that he, he takes this fight. He accepts this fight with me. He'll earn the respects from the people. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what he wants. You know, the people want to see, they don't want to see him fight, fight and, you know, just nobody. They want to see him fight me. So uh, I just hope that he signs a contract. He's ready for MSG. And we can, uh, we can put on a, a great, like, uh, promotion 
I'm definitely down to like do some like press conferences and talk with them like the whole camp and uh, and promote it real have a fun time with it and then uh, go in there and have a great fight with them man just man up and sign the contract. Here's what here's here's what's at stake here, and you're gonna re-say it and then we're gonna clip it like you said it. All right. Okay. Patty Pimblin, if I beat you, you fucking get a normal haircut. If you be- beat me, I'll bick my whole head. Yeah, I actually thought about that. We do a bet if yeah, like a if real, uh, a good one. If I like, win, he's got. If he wins, save my beard. Yeah, I think we should go extreme. Well, right there. If you, you win, if you win, he's got to bick his whole shit. He wins, you bick your eyebrows all the whole nine. <laughs> or you'd be like Patty Pimblet. We're gonna do hair versus hair. You win, I'll shave my head. When I win, I'm gonna do you a favor and give you a good fucking haircut, <laughs> idiot. Okay. Yeah, I I gotta shave his head, and then if he wins, he's gotta shave my beard. Oh yeah, like old school WWF. I like it. I'm into it. All right, you're the man, yeah. Steamroller. All right, fellas. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Safe travels to Boston. Yep. Yeah, you too. Is, wait, is Big Sal going? No, he's not. He's not making it this time. No. Stan was gonna have right. to ride with him. Well, no, Big Sal was going. Then I was gonna be like, all right, now, now I'm a million percent in. I love partying with Big Sal. But have a good one, guys. All right, Steam. We'll talk to you soon. Always good talking to Matt Spola. Yeah, it is. Let's hope the audio was good on that one. Well, me too. Let's uh, wrap up this one, Matt. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs>